Welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles, and we are going to break down some Wednesday night action. RNIU Huskies will be playing against the Central Michigan Chippewas here on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Husky Stadium. First and foremost, let me check out with my co-host, Ethan Wiles, and we'll break down this matchup for you guys. Ethan, how are you doing today? It's good to be back. We got... Uh, week two coming up against a good Central Michigan team. It was a close game uh, week one for them. And look, I mean, I still think looking back on game one for us, those three turnovers were were key in that game. And I ultimately think if those don't happen, we win that football game. So we're on to Central Michigan. But hey, we were that close week one. I think that this team is beatable in week two. And Central Michigan comes into this game. They played a quality game against Ohio last week. They came out victorious, winning that game 30-27, to I believe. They're coached by Jim McElwain, former Florida coach, guy from Colorado State. Uh, someone who's been very successful in his career here in the NCAA. But this is a team that is beatable. And Ethan, like you said, I mean, NIU really shot themselves in the foot this last week. There is a lot of positives to build on with this team. The offense was able to move the ball. Coach Hammock expressed that, you know, ad nauseum in the press conference. Like, if you really just look at the three turnovers from this game, they are the difference makers. But that's last week. We're on to Central Michigan. We have our work cut out for us. This is an offense that was able to put up 30 points. Daniel Richardson was able to finish the game with over 275 passing yards. Kobe Lewis had over 100 yards on the ground. Khalil Pimpleton was able to find the end zone. And then from a defensive side, they had five sacks last week. So it's a team that is able to get home. Uh, We cannot have long developing plays where Ross or whoever is back there is going to be back there for three to five seconds because this is a defense that can get after the quarterback. We need to be able to make sure that we finish drives and most importantly, hold on to the football this week. Yeah, and I know this is one thing, too, that you touched on with uh, your press conference, and especially U.S. Uh, defensive tackle Weston Kramer is, how are you able to get to the quarterback this week? And Coach Hammock expressed, too, you got to control the line of scrimmage. And coming off a game where you did not get to the Buffalo quarterback, this is a game where the emphasis has to be get to the quarterback. Sack the quarterback. you got to get on the board this week. In order to win the football game, you're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback this week. Yeah, and we're going to have to make sure that we keep pressure in his face. And the, de- the defensive backs and the linebackers did a relatively good job keeping that offense at bay with the exception of a couple splash plays. But right now, this is gut check time for NIU. I mean, it's a, it's a six-game season. We knew what we were getting ourselves into before this season. We start with two games at home. It's an absolute must-win for the Huskies. They cannot afford to drop this game to Central Michigan at home, especially considering how well they did play outside of the turnovers. Going into this matchup, it's going to be important to continue running the football the way they did against Buffalo and to continue to expand on the passing game. We saw plenty of different receivers get involved and they even played three quarterbacks. The offense needs to keep the momentum. The defense needs to continue playing in a manner that is conducive to complementary football for that offense. Yeah, and at the same time, I think we talked about it when we got back from the game last week, was Coach Hammett called a great game. Like, take away those three turnovers, and the offense was moving the ball. I I don't think that there's going to be any changes going on. I don't think that there's anything to change outside of just maintaining uh, maintaining the football. I, I really think that he called a good game last week, and I think that that will continue going forward. But like you said, this is a game that you must win. You started off the season with two games at home, and then now you go on the road. When do we come back? We come back first week of December? The Toledo game's not until, I believe, the first or second week of December. It's quite a ways away. Right, right. So 
I think right now this is truly the biggest game of the season because you need to win at home. You win at home, you get that momentum going on the road. For a team to start off 0-2 and then hit the road, I think would be a lot tougher for them to keep that momentum going. But like I said, the offense played well outside of those turnovers. They were moving the ball. They were making plays. Like you said, the receivers were making plays. All three quarterbacks were finding ways to make plays. They just need to hold on to the ball, sustain the long drives, move the football down the field, and just get it in the end zone. Yeah, and they were able to do that to the tune of 30 points out there last week at Husky Stadium. But this is a team that right now, at least from what Coach Hammock told me, is they need to control the line of scrimmage. Um, right now, with the, the way that their quarterback played last week, they know they're going to be in for somewhat of a shootout or a game where the offense has a very high tempo. They're looking to score a lot of points. They need to be able to move the football, according to Coach Hammock. And right now, they're going up against another quality back. I mean, Kobe Lewis is not the same back as Jarrett Patterson, but that's another back that can hurt you in different ways. He's a little bit quicker and more of a stretch zone type runner, a read option type runner, and they have a quarterback that can run it. Luckily for Ohio, they were able to shut down a lot of those read option runs from Richardson, but Kobe Lewis still did get him for 100 yards and I believe two touchdowns. Yeah, we were able to shut down the run there in the first half. I think this defense is capable of shutting that down, and, and I really think that this defense, that front and the linebacking core this week, no matter what, will play like Ohio didn't shut down that read option. I think that we're quicker with the linebackers. Our defensive tackles are really good on the inside to shut down the inside run. Just got to make tackles. I think that that was one thing that I picked up on in the first quarter last week was just and I don't know if it was just the first week like we've talked about going into it. You know, sloppy play in the first week. Yeah, hopefully you're more disciplined week two. I think that was the key in the first half. And you got to be able to tackle a guy like Lewis. Yeah, if you look at the, the tape from last year, I mean, 48 to 10, Central Michigan absolutely had their way with us. There was no point where in that game, NIU relatively had a chance. I mean, it was 21 to three after the first quarter. We cannot afford to let them get out to an early lead, similar to the Buffalo game last week, where it was started out 14 to three. We want to make sure that we get points on the board early. And, you know, if we can get a three and out or a nice stop on defense, absolutely all the way there for that. From a defensive standpoint, we really saw great performances from guys like Nick Rattine, friend of the program. We also saw a great performance out of Lance DeVoe. And then even too, if you get back to the secondary, Jordan Hansen and Devin Lafayette played phenomenal games. This defense needs to be able to create turnovers this week, I think. For them to take their game to the next level, let's go out and get more interceptions. Let's go get fumbles. Let's be all over the ball carrier, because I believe last week, if we looked at it, we were able to get two turnovers, but we want to win the turnover battle. So for those that don't know, we need to get more turnovers than Central Michigan. We did not succeed last week in Buffalo. They won five to two on that margin. Yeah, and this week, I mean, we, we're going up against another big receiver and your guy, Khalil Pimpleton. You know, I was real surprised with Antonio Nunn last week. You know, shout out him. He was liking some of the tweets I was throwing at him. And I mean, hey. He was making plays last week, and Khalil Pimpleton's another guy that can do that. You said our secondary needs to go out and make plays this week, and this is the opportunity. Uh, Richardson had a good week last week, and I think that we can shut him down this week. If we get the pass rush, if we get in his face, I think that secondary is going to make some plays. 
And especially considering the makeup of this Central Michigan roster, a lot of the same players return from last year. They probably are already looking, overlooking NIU in a sense that, hey, we beat this team by a lot last year. We'll probably be able to go go out and do the same thing. And this is a team that we talked about on the preview uh, of the season that we thought is a team that could very well win the MAC. I think I, or I picked them as my team outside of NIU to win the MAC. So Richardson finished uh, with 41 attempts last week. He was 23 of 41, 243 yards, a touchdown, and then obviously they were able to get 184 yards on the ground. So it's an offense that is relatively balanced, over 400 yards of offense and 30 points. And then, like I said, too, on the defensive side of the football, they had five sacks last week, and three of those sacks came from the second level. So this is a defense that has playmakers all across the field. They're able to make plays and get after the quarterback. So the offensive line, again, is going to have to have a very disciplined game and a very, very strong game at the point of attack. Look, I mean, I don't know what a Chippewa is, but no pun intended, it's just going to be a hungry dog runs faster game. I mean, NIU needs to win at home. Central Michigan is a good team, and like you said, I think they're overlooking NIU based on last year's game as well. But look, NIU has a sour taste in their mouth from this game. They see that. They're going to watch tape from last year. They're going to watch tape from last week. I think NIU knows that they can beat this team at home. I think it's a hungry dog runs faster. The Husky, like I said, don't know what the hell the Chippewa is, but the Husky is a hungrier dog, and they will walk away with the win. Yeah, I mean, the schedule doesn't really get any easier on the other side of Central Michigan. Ball State, definitely a hungry team after their loss last week to Miami of Ohio. We do have to travel to Western Michigan, which I think is the set. I would go out and say probably the second most difficult game on our schedule uh, outside of the Buffalo game. And then we don't come back home, like you said, till the first week of December against Toledo. So this game is very important. We go from... Oh, this is we have two more weeks of action. So we have the Wednesday game this week, the Wednesday game next week. And then we have kind of that like half bye week. And we don't play Western Michigan until the 28th, which is uh, November 28th. It's a Saturday. So the last three weeks of the season, for everyone that doesn't know, we'll be back to playing on Saturdays. It's not action. They kind of flipped it with uh, the crazy schedule that we had this year. But again, this defense for Central Michigan did give up 27 points. They were hit in a variety of different ways, and they had an opportunity really to kind of close the door on Ohio a majority of times. And one thing I do want to say, I know Ohio did run a kickback for a touchdown. So with the way that Trayvon Rudolph was back there boogieing on the kick returns and on the punt returns, I would love to see him take one to the house this week. Yeah, I'm going to pull up that tweet before the game uh, from the middle of the game last week where I called that. I know, too, I mean, we saw a lot of good things out of the NIU running backs last week. Uh, Aaron Collins obviously started the game, but Harrison Whaley coming in at the end there, he showed a lot of potential, and I really think that between him, Rondarius Gregory as well, those three backs will be really good for this NIU team. I think that you're going to see all three of them in a mix of you know, play calls on Wednesday night, and I think that that's good for this NIU team. It's, it, it expands the ability to run the ball, and eventually that'll open up the pass game. Again, yeah, from what we saw last week, it was a relatively balanced attack. Ross was able to get many different receivers involved. We used three different running backs. We used three different quarterbacks, and all of them were able to move the football. So I, I feel a lot more comfortable about this offense this year than I did last year. And I think the defense, although young, still has a lot of talented players and those are guys that in this year, the COVID year, most will get that extra year of eligibility. 
So it's a very good opportunity for them to really perfect their craft. And then next year, obviously, we'll get back to a full season. But right now, this team has got to go 1-0 and every week. And it starts with this Central Michigan matchup. We cannot afford, like you said, to go out and drop a game where we're shooting ourselves in the foot or we're not able to capitalize on the way that our offense is able to move the ball. And for for those that, I mean, got real down on Ross, I mean, it was an interception, bad throw, bad read. He even tried to get a block in the back on the way through his body in harm's way to try and take that flag. And then the fumble, like you said on last week's podcast, Ethan, was just kind of a weird play. Kind of reminded me of like a... Uh, it kind of reminded me of like the Jameis Winston play where he just kind of, he kind of lost his balance, a little slippery, lost the ball. It happens. I mean, it's not, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. And then two run Darius Gregory in the hole ended up putting one in the dirt. So it happens. This is a very young team. And right now, I think even in that locker room, they know what they're capable of. So I don't think they're really scared of anyone. And we really saw that with that fight and the way that they battled in that game against Buffalo. Yeah, it was three unfortunate plays. Like you talked about, this is a, an important game because you now go on the road for two more weeks, two more weeknight games, and you get that bye week before a big matchup against Western Michigan. These next two games will mean a lot. These next two games are winnable football games for this team. I think that Central Michigan's a beatable team. Ball State, obviously, another team that a sour taste in the mouth of NIU. Kind of the rivalry game there as well. They go on the road. Two beatable teams, and it starts with Central Michigan this week. Like you said, we got to go 1-0. and I think Central Michigan is a beatable team. Ross is the veteran guy who will come back, bring this offense back, and it's simple mistakes from last week. Fix those up, and NIU will win this game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a matter of execution. It's a matter of doing your one-of-one, one, and that's something that Braden Patton talked about in the press conference when we had on Friday. And in that press conference, it was Coach Hammock, it was Weston Kramer, and it was Braden Patton. And just the positivity and the confidence that all three of them kind of had in their statements and answering questions and just the way that they feel about last week's game and, and how they can build on that moving forward. I'm confident in this team, and I know people are going to sit here and say, well, you run an NIU podcast, you're a student there, you know a lot of the players, but again, we were not far off with our prediction last week. We called that it was going to be a shootout. We called that it was going to be a higher scoring game. We called, well, we didn't call it three fumbles, but we called that NIU would have a chance, and without those three fumbles, they have a chance, and, and I know it sounds like we're beating a dead horse, but we only have one game to go on, so with us going into this game Tyrese Ritchie is going to have to be another key factor. They're going to have to look to try and get Cole Tucker more involved. And then big time, big time, big time for this offense. The usage of the tight ends. We need to make sure that we get Daniel Crawford the ball. He is someone who can make something happen when he gets the ball. He's hard to bring down. And similar to how they tried to target him in the red zone last week, an absolute problem in the red zone. So with that being said, again, we don't need that one player to go and do a majority of the work. They have enough players to share the wealth and spread the wealth. Guys like Harrison Way Lee in his freshman year at, at 5'10", 5'11", 180, leading the team in rushing and yards per carry and, and just running with a conviction. And I saw that from all three backs. I saw that from Rodney when he came in the game at quarterback, and I saw that from Andrew when he came in the game at quarterback. The hungry dog runs faster has got to be the motto for this game. 
we're the Huskies for Christ's sake. We are the dogs. We gotta find gotta find a way to win a football game. We have to. Yeah, I agree. And I think another guy that you talked about on the offensive side of the ball that needs to have a breakout performance this week is Cole Tucker. Struggled last week, but I think that this is a guy that wants to turn things around this week. Tyrese Ritchie obviously went off last week. He's another one to go off this week, but I really think that those two, when they are hot and they are rolling together, this offense is lethal because that running back group is deep and it's dangerous. And I think that, like you said, a lot of fans were calling for more tight end play at last week's game. And Daniel Crawford is that threat in the red zone. I think that if you get it down there, he is that threat. You throw it up to Richie, you throw it up to Crawford, you got Cole Tucker as well. This offense is going to be good once they get it going. Again, it starts up front. We got to keep we got to keep Ross's jersey clean. We got to make sure that they're not able to get home because I'm no math guy. We gave up three sacks last week, and and you know Central Michigan had five sacks. So what one one of those is going to have to pop, and it it cannot be our offensive line. We need to make sure that we stay disciplined in our assignments. And everybody does their one of one. You know, I'm, I'm I'm literally taking the quote right out of our guy Braden Patton's mouth. It's exactly like literally exactly what he said down to a T in the press conference. And then two, like one of the things that Weston was really talking about this week in the press conference after I asked him about the you know the ability to or the lack of ability to get a sack last week, he kind of just elaborated on the fact that a lot of their looks were you know quick, short, intermediate passes. They weren't really doing a lot of stuff deep down the field, so it wasn't as much time in the pocket. He's comfortable in saying that the way that Central Michigan runs their offense and, and what he kind of said is he feels there will be more opportunities to get sacks given the type of plays that Central Michigan runs. So that that gives me a lot of confidence. And then, too, I mean, you talk about two freshman DNs and Pierce Opong and uh, Rasheen Thomas, who both played phenomenal games on Saturday. And then, obviously, James Esther went, do- went down towards the end of the game, but we can expect him to be back in, in full force out there on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I agree. I like what, uh, what Weston said as well. More time in the pocket. If Central Michigan has that offense where – if they're in the pocket longer and you're able to do that, I think it opens up a lot more opportunities for the linebackers to get in there as well. Kyle Pugh, Nick Routine being able to blitz a little bit more. That's the one thing I'm going to be looking for Wednesday night is what kind of blitz packages they're going to bring, if anything. Obviously, the end of the game last week, we kind of figured out, okay, they were throwing more short passes. That's understandable. But, hey, if Central Michigan wants to stay in the pocket, they're going to figure out what kind of defense is going to bring them or what kind of defense NIU will bring to the table. Yeah, and right now, I mean, the DBs, for the most part, played a great game with the exception of that crazy Antonio Nunn catch and then obviously the uh, the defensive breakdowns on the first drive, which, which can be expected. This was a wild year, and right now what they need to do is just make sure that they're communicating out there. They're no, they know, they all know their assignments. And then too, uh, you know, on the reverse end of it, you know, if there is an op- or not an opportunity, but a situation where one of our young corners is outmatched, I mean, Coach Hammock and Coach Jackson can't be afraid to go and, and make a switch to a di- to a different player, a better player. I mean, they preach that the best player will play, and and for the most part, I'm gonna just go out and say 100 percent of the time they're doing it. But there was some times out there on Wednesday where. There was matchups where it's like Antonio Nunn on a freshman. And it's like, I can understand that we do have a lot of young freshman players, but I would really want like Dylan Thomas or, you know, one of the older guys, one of the the elder statesmen out there 
taken their shot at, you know, one of the number one receivers in the MAC. And, and we'll get an opportunity with Khalil Pimpleton. He's a smaller, kind of like a Tyler Lockett type, smaller, over the middle, going to make a lot happen with yards after the catch. But this week is going to be important in the secondary because, like I said, they threw the ball 41 times last week. They're going to look to throw the ball a lot. And it comes back to my point. You're If you're able to wrap up and bring guys down, that's going to that's gonna be key. It was sloppy in week one. It brings us back to what we've talked about. College football as a whole this year, week ones have been dirty. Week ones have been sloppy. You know, missed tackles, things like that. We saw it last week. Clean that up. If you're able to wrap him up, wrap Pimpleton up after he gets the ball, bring him down after five, six yards, whatever, we'll take it. I think that that's going to be the key this week. The run game will be there. The pass game will be there. If you're able to wrap him up, missed tackles were the key. I think last week that kind of slowed him down in the first half. You're able to do that this week. NIU should be able to slow down this Central Michigan offense. I do think it will be a shootout. I think that just based on the way the offense has played last week and the way both defenses played, that it's going to be a closer, wouldn't say in the 40s like we saw last week, but I do think it's going to be a closer but shootout game. I'm all in for a shootout, and I think we have the quarterback and the receivers to to kind of handle that. And again, too, if we want to pound the rock, they call it PTR over there, pound the rock. We got the backs to do it, and if Ross has got a boogie for a couple yards, we saw he could do it, Andrew could do it, Rodney could do it. We trust the players on this team. One thing I do want to see from the receivers, there was a passes and in inopportune times for this team. Let's work on catching the football. Let's work on protecting the football. Let's work on the stuff that we can control and the stuff that we do in the dark because eventually it's going to come to light and it's going to come out under the lights at Husky Stadium on Wednesday. Ethan, what do you have for a score prediction for this matchup against Central Michigan? Like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. I do think it's going to be a close game. However, I think it's going to be NIU 34, Central Michigan 31. I think that it stays close. Both defenses, they have the opportunity to be better. It's just a matter of if they make the plays and both offenses showed that they can put points on the board last week. If NIU maintains good ball possession, they're able to win the football game. I think that they were showing good drives last week. They're able to maintain that. I do think they win this game. So I'm going to go NIU 34, Central Michigan 31. I really do like that score. And I do feel like that's that's pretty accurate and where it'll be around because you've seen the tempo of this Central Michigan team. They like to run a lot of plays. They run at a high tempo. They're trying to move the ball at all times and put up a lot of points. We saw they were one of the highest scoring teams in the MAC last year. You know, they're ran by a coach that has coached at Florida, has coached at Colorado State, has coached at all schools. So he has been around the world. He has a lot of coaching experience. He knows how to read defenses. He knows how to call a good game from an offensive standpoint. We got to make sure that, that, uh, our defense comes ready to play and our offense is able to move the ball. Coach Hammock is going to be out there calling the game. So, you know, we trust this process that the rebuilding of this program has taken on. And it's one game at a time. Like I told you, when I spoke with them on Friday, everyone seemed relatively confident. But but in addition to feeling confident and looking confident, it seemed all business. So take that how you would like. Uh, if you guys would like to hear the full press conference, I believe it's available at the NIU Athletics YouTube page. I try to, you know, clip down some of my questions and stuff that I do, but that honestly 
from an iPhone screen recording does take a lot of work. I don't know if you've tried to do it, Ethan. And then on top of that, bro, I got to ask you, because I have not figured out the method to the madness. I try to type it. I try to write it. I try to do it in the Google notes, but I can interview a person on a podcast all day. Trying to write down a response from a press conference is like, I'm trying to read chicken scratch. Whatever I write down is pure scribble. (laughs) Well, I mean, for me, it was, that was my first full press conference you know I had done one uh for a basketball game but it was relatively different and I think that yeah it it was definitely tough if you uh I give credit to those people that work in uh in courthouses that have to type all you know the transcript you know I'm talking about those people that's a perfect that's a perfect analogy those people deserve to make everything like back (laughs) back to bring struck up to their houses bro like let's bring them on Let's bring yes. them on and we'll find one of them. If there's a, if there's one of those people, I don't even know what they're called, but if there's one of those people that listen to us, <laughs> teach us, teach us. Cause we need it. But yeah, no, I think it's, it's fun. It's fun to be able to, uh, to pick coach hammocks brain every week and to, uh, to get the player's perspective on what happened and how they break down things and things like that. And central Michigan's a beatable team. I really do think that this team, uh, NIU is going to be able to beat them at home and it's going to start a crazy stretch for the next four games after this. Yeah, absolutely. And and one one other side note uh, for our for our Chicago White Sox fans that are listeners, Chicago White Sox play-by-play announcer Jason Benetti is going to be on the call for this game at Husky Stadium. So if you guys are going to be watching from home, which we would hope you would be at, unless you're going out to Fatty's or one of the local bars to watch the game, definitely tune in. That's a great guy to have on the call. One of the best voices in all of sports. And I don't know who else is on the call with him, but that's someone that I know a lot of White Sox fans will be see will be happy to see on that call. I had heard some complaints about the ESPN crew uh, last week, so I'm hoping that people think Jason Benetti is a, a much better taste of what uh, ESPN had to offer last week. We obviously did not get to hear any of it. We were there. So, um, yeah, hopefully Jason Benetti is a, a better guy for our NIU fans this week and uh, we'll be checking Twitter. But, yeah, keep us updated on that. I'll be interested to hear what they think. I, I will say uh, I told you we didn't talk about this on air, but after we got to the stadium, I got us all settled in at the press box, and then I went back home to grab you know my notebook and a couple other things. And I met the ES- I met an ESPN employee in the elevator, and, and we were just talking, and I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. And I'm just like, man, it feels so good to be back. And he's like, bro. I have been on the road for eight weeks. It is nuts. And I'm just like, I wish one day, one day that'll be us, bro. We could have been us this year, obviously. Didn't work out that way, but I am happy with uh, the opportunities, like you said, with with being able to pick the coaches and players' brains in the press conferences every week. It's a little bit different of a format from the show standpoint, because if you guys haven't noticed, I don't think we're going to be doing too many interviews during the season, and I... Unless we get former players, former coaches and stuff like that, I kind of just want to let the players do whatever they do. And then, you know, we'll get more player interviews in the offseason to you guys. Yeah, not to mention basketball season's right around the corner as well. So we're working on that coverage and we're excited for basketball season to tip off. And that's another team that is picking off or picking up where they left off right where they started. The Mac, the Mac tournament was going to be a huge opportunity for this team. Another opportunity that was missed out due to uh, this crazy pandemic, but basketball season's right around the corner and our coverage just expands. 
Very good point. We are a couple of weeks away from the basketball season finally starting after the March Madness and the and the actual madness that occurred last year. Be on the lookout for our guy, Eugene German, friend of the program, someone that we speak very highly and, and, and think very highly of. He's a great basketball player and someone that can be expected to be picked up by an NBA team here in this draft process, if not as a free agent. But I'm so excited for Wednesday. Like you said, you know, we had a great week of press conferences. Uh, I think with the basketball coverage coming up soon and, and the football season really hitting the meat of the schedule, it's a great time to be a Husky. Everyone keep your head up right now. Like we have a young team. You got to understand that there are going to be some growing pains. There are going to be some learning times and learning measures, but think positively and just continue to believe in this process because this, this program is taking a full on transformation and last time I checked, Rome wasn't built in a day. What do you have, Ethan, for your players of the game? And I know I got your score prediction. It was 34-31. Yep, yep, 34-31. Uh, players of the game, I think Cole Tucker's going to have a breakout week. I think he was a guy that struggled in the offense last week, but I think he knows how to, that it needs to, to be a turnaround for him this week. This offense needs to get rolling. They need to get points on the board, and it starts with him, and it starts with Tyrese Ritchie on the other side of the ball as well. So uh, for defense, I think I'm going to have to go with Dylan Thomas. I think the defense is finally going to be able to uh, to break the sack column. I think they're finally going to put one in that, and uh, and Dylan Thomas is going to make a play this week and, and get the Husky, uh, Husky juice going. Yeah, so for my score prediction, and it's going to be another high-scoring game or affair, I guess you would say. I got 35-31 Huskies. As much as I love seeing John Richardson hit absolute bombs from across the field, I think this is a this is an all-touchdown affair for the Huskies. They're going to finish with 35 points this week. Central Michigan's going to finish with 31. A lot of points similar to last week. Definitely a little bit of a different look from action and for NIU games because we're used to slobber knockers. We're used to 21-17 and 19-16 and, and all these, these low-scoring, super defensive battles. But from an offensive standpoint, I'm going with our guy, Ross Bowers. I think he understands that in certain situations with the fumble and the pick, he put the team in a bad position. But for the most part, he did play a good game. And there is a lot to look back and and say that he did well. So I think he's going to build off what he did well last Wednesday. He's going to go out and have a quality game. And then on the defensive side, just goes with uh, kind of the attitude and just just what I heard from him this week in the press conference. I'm going to go with Weston Kramer. I honestly think he is going to get the sack himself just to put the middle finger up to me for asking it. I really hope he makes it happen. I'm going to call, I'm going to call it right now. Multi-sack game from Weston Kramer just to uh, spite me for asking about that in the press conference. And I really hope it does happen. Ethan, do you have any wrap up thoughts before we get out there to Husky stadium on Wednesday for the game? Yeah, like you said, I'm just excited to get back to the stadium on Wednesday night, seven o'clock prime time, ESPNU. NIU is going to be—they're uh, going to be ready. The hungrier dog runs faster. The Husky is the hungrier dog in this game. NIU is going to walk away victorious. Yeah, and again, like you said, you know, dog is the, this is the uh, Huskies on tap dog official episode. We are underdogs again, I believe, by around a touchdown, which uh, is standard for a young team like NIU. So let's go out and let's prove those people wrong. Let's prove that, you know, the coaches that didn't, you know, believe in us in the beginning season coaches pull and all the Twitter suits and talking heads that don't believe in this team. Let's make them eat their words. Let's go out there and beat the Chippewas on Wednesday. Like Ethan said, it's on it's on ESPNU at seven o'clock central time. Tune in, 
make sure you you know you tune into my personal page, Ethan's personal page, and the Huskies on Tap Twitter page. We're gonna be getting out as much information as possible to the listeners, pictures and videos. I'm gonna do a little bit of a better job on that from the Instagram standpoint, but I feel we did handle the Twitter uh, relatively well. And and if you know you have an Instagram or you know you got friends that have Instagram. Tell them to shoot us a follow. We're trying to get that built up to the level that our Twitter is at this point as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give us a follow and uh, pictures, videos, and tweets Wednesday night. Hey, we got nothing else for you guys. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Wednesday, we take on the Central Michigan Chippewas here at Husky Stadium at 7 o'clock. Let's go out there. Let's grab a dub. Get this victory. Get this season back on track. Again, I can be found on Twitter at BDON300. Ethan can be found at Ethan underscore Wiles. And our main account is at Huskies on tap. But we got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.